0: Welcome, welcome, my babies. This is your sexy, sexy host, Brazil X Arena. And this is Freak Me Hard Erotic Sex Talk. Do you fucking love me, baby? Do you want to see me fully next to my highest power? Well, tune in for the show because it's going to be hot and dirty. In today's show, we have something deep, down, and dirty with the art of fetishes. And do you know why? We're gonna get deep down and journey with the art of fetishes because that's just the way I like it. Shit, let's get started with these fetishes, huh? Are you ready? Are you ready for these fucking fetishes? okay number one a for age play now age play is a form of role playing in which one or both partners pretend to be and get off on being an age other than their own a common example is daddy dominate baby girl if you're calling someone baby or daddy you may be engaging in light age play using these terms is totally okay if everyone's involved A more far out example of age play is an adult baby in which one party enjoys wearing a diaper and role playing as a baby. If age play turns you on, start out slow by using words like baby or daddy. Bondage B for bondage number two is a form of restraint. It is a sex act within the BDSM umbrella in which one partner is bound. Some people enjoy being tied up and some enjoy tying up their their partners and others like both. Some who enjoy both the dominant and submissive role is referred to as a switch. Bondage uses kinky toys such as handcuffs and rope. You can tie someone up to a bed frame or just bind their arms together. three c for cuck olding now cuckolding olding traditionally um is when a heterosexual couple agrees to both explore and turn on of the female sleeping with other men and humiliate her male partner about the fact that she's sleeping with someone else now the partner need not be present he gets off or she gets off on his wife having unprotected sex with someone else. However, people of all genders and orientations can enjoy puck-olding verities. If you're turned on by the idea of your partner sleeping with others, yet don't necessarily want to go through the emotional attacks and health risk of them literally having unprotected sex with others, you can explore this kink through dirty talk. Alright, so we're on number four. D for dominance. Now dominance falls within the web of BDSM which itself is an acronym for bondage, discipline, dominance, and submission, sadism, and masochism. The dominant partner derives sexual pleasure from taking control as part of the consensual power exchange that is DS play. The submissive partner allows your dominant partner to, well, dominate them, baby. Okay, five E for electrostimulation. Now, electrostimulation is a harnessing of the power of electricity for kinky sex fun. Getting shocked can be dangerous, of course. We don't want to start any fires, right babes? But electro-stimulation begins to get into an edge play, which refers to risky BDSM behavior that runs a potential of actual bodily harm. Electrostimulation is part of CBT, cock and ball torture. Sessions in which a dom shocks her sub's genitals by rigging them to electrical contractions. I'm getting a little hot in here. I don't know if it's from the electricity or the the ultra shock from the sex excitement. (laughs) Gagging. Number six. G for gagging, baby. Gagging refers to light choking on an object to a point of making gagging sounds. Often people with penises will get off on their partner gagging on them and the knowledge that they're big enough to induce gagging noises. Likewise the partner going down may enjoy having some something thrust far in enough down their throat that they start to gag it doesn't necessarily take a giant object to induce gagging something smaller can do this trick as well all right you still with me baby are you ready for the continuing bedtime story of fetishes? Well, number seven H for humiliation. Not all BD- BDSMX are physical. Intense language as a use of force can be just as intense or even more intense as consensually degrading. Sensations such as impact play. A common example of humiliation is name calling. And Verbal Abuse. One of the most common misconceptions about humiliation play is that it's an anti-feminist. But the truth is, baby, many feminists enjoy being called names such as bitch, slut, or whore in the bedroom. so hot and heavy. I don't know if I could get through this whole segment. It's just it's turning me on with all these fetishes but I do have to continue because I know you, I know you guys love me and I know that you want me to finish so I'm going to finish for you. So let's move on to the next fetish, okay babies? I hope you're getting s- super hot just like your co-host because you know that's just the way I number eight f for foot fetishism foot fetishes are one of the most common fetishes out there especially for heterosexual men someone with a foot fetish could potentially get off on everything feet they can often want to engage in foot worship in which they treat their partner's foot like a holy object Hmm, the holy grail (laughs) kissing caressing and massaging it even if you don't have one. Having a partner with a foot fetish can be extremely enjoyable as it means that there are potentially foot massages galore in store for you. Humiliation goes hand in hand with foot fetishes as well. Humiliation can also play a strong role in a foot fetish. The foot fetishist may want feet shoved in their face and mouth, or to have their partner walk all over them, taunting how filthy and and dirty their feet are and how pathetic the fetish is to enjoying such an activity. Other foot fetish activities include giving pedicures and smelling the feet or shoes. That said, feet reside in throughout the day. Number nine, I for impact play. I'm gonna stop fucking with you guys. <laughs> impact play, baby, refers to use of hands, paddles, whips, or whatever you have around the house. You know, spatulas, um, wooden spoons anything that you can use to hit the body. Impact play more than anything else requires consent and communication. If you're the one providing the impact, stick to areas that are fatty, such as the buttocks and thighs. J. Excuse me number 10. <laughs> J is for Japanese bondage. Japanese bondage is one variety of bondage that is typically done with rope. Kembaku translates to the beauty of tight binding and Shibari, which you may have heard of translated to decoratively tie. Decoratively is right. Japanese bondage, such as shibari, is an art form in addition to a form of bondage. Number 11 K4 Klesmophilia. Klesmophilia is a glamorous Greek word that means arousal by enemas. Specifically, it generally refers to receiving pleasure from receiving an enema. Although there are those who get off on administrating them as well, enemas can be terrifically useful. It's a medical device that squirts water slightly warmer than your body temperature into your anus. It's used by hospitals to relieve people of constipation or to prep for certain medical procedures. Since kinky people tend to be quite hmm, creative and the anus is an erogenous zone, freaky folks have been using enemas for pleasure forever. The enema's basic use is to clean and prep the rectum for anal sex. Common practice among porn performers. 12. Number 12, babe. M is for masochism. Okay, masochism is deriving pleasure from the high sensation most often referred to as pain. Be that physical or emotional. If you are the type of person to enjoy spanking, humiliation, or getting spit on, you might be a masochist. The term is named for Leopold von Schocker-Masak, a 19th century Austrian author who wrote the book Venus and Furs, which details what's now considered a typical BDSM master-slave relationship. He allegedly was the slave in his own such arrangement with his mistress. The flip side of the masochism is sadism, named after the 18th century French nobleman, in which someone derives pleasure from inflicting pain of a physical or emotional nature number 13 nylons now a nylon fetish commonly accompanies a foot fetish one with a nylon fetish may enjoy the look and feeling of toes feet legs wrapping tightly in nylon stockings they may want to smell the nylons or have them shoved in their mouth the latter use is a terrific way to shut someone up. If you're into BDSM, have the dominant partner tie you up to the bed and shove stockings in their mouth, or use them as a blindfold for sens- uh, sensory deprivation. Nylons can be also um, used for other things. You don't mind the light, if you don't mind the likelihood that you'll ruin them for where to tie one another up as a form of bondage then go by all means open that panty drawer honey and get get down to business while bondage is a kink using nylons for bondage is a separate is separate than having a nylon fetish Nylons themselves produce a sexual arousal, arousal than rather than their usage. Number 14. O is for Objectum Sexuality. Objectum sexuality refers to a sexual relationship or attraction to an inanimate object. The media frequently portray objectum sexuals as freaks and weirdos. Falling in love with things such as the Eiffel Tower or a boat or a couch is some things that an objectum sexualist loves to Adore. However, such an understanding of objectum sexuality is limited. By literally definition, a fetish, any fetish, is an attraction to an inanimate object. This includes lingerie, feet, and sex toys. In fact, In the age of rapidly advancing sex doll technology, we're all a little bit engaged in objective sexuality and becoming more so all all the time. Such perspective is crucial because it helps us to understand and empathize with those who do catch feelings for boats because kink shaming sucks and we should not judge. Who are we to judge as a people we should enjoy? Moving on to 15, P for Pregnancy Fetishism. Now, pregnancy fetishism, aside from the fact that orgasms and having sex near a due date may help induce labor, there are also those with outright pregnancy fetishes. Sexual attraction to a pregnant person Some partners may indeed discover they have one when their partner is expecting, but others are attracted to the routine pregnant belly regardless of whose body or baby it is. Since by that same strength, Strict definition mentioned before a fetish is an attraction to an object or body part. Pregnancy fetishes go wild for the sight of their swollen belly. The attraction may also include an interest in lactation or other symptoms of pregnancy, but such is not required. Queerophilia queerophilia hands are sexy this um, particular um, fetish is in regards to sexy hands now they're used they're used for mirrored sexy things like the underrated hand job fingering and back massages a specific fetish for hands is referred to as queerophilia which may manifest as an attraction to fingers a great manicure, or simply some smoking hot hands, is something of um enjoyment. While acrylophilia aquil- can absolutely use hand jobs, fisting, or fingering, the use of hands to directly please one, is to create sexual pleasure in others some hand fetishes might get off on hands doing mundane tasks such as picking up groceries or doing chores while fetishes are inherently sexual many times the activity or object the fetishist is interested in may present itself as non-sexual in nature what's one personal Or what's one's person's chores, such as washing dishes, is a hand fetish's wet dream? R is for role-playing, baby. Oh, this is my favorite. Number 16. Make-believe and play. Playing dress-up does not have to end when you grow up. Role-playing is when people take on characters outside of their day-to-day lives as part of a sex scene. Common examples include doctor-patient, medical role-play, boss-secretary, or pool boy, rich housewife. And who can forget the classic schoolgirl professor? While role-playing often comes with costumes and is a fabulous excuse to dress up, costumes are not required. Scenes can be created through dirty talk and pure imagination. Feel free to use role playing to tap into alter egos or your favorite fictional characters. Are those sticks hard? Are those pussies wet? Well, don't climb it just yet. Don't climax yet. Just yet. Don't come, because I'm not finished, baby. I have more. I have more to tell. Now, seventeen. S is for spectrophilia. Now, spectra- spectrophilia reports the sexual attraction, relationships, or sexual encounters with ghosts, or with demonic entities these people um, allegedly encounter experiences with ghosts and um, female demonic entities known as succubus now succubus visits her object of desire at night for some hot human demonic lovemaking an incubus is a male version of a demon, a rarity, and also that band, of course, if you can remember. <laughs> Though the actual existence of ghosts and demonic entities is up for debate, and for excellent Halloween movie marathons, the sexual attraction that spectrophilias uh, report feeling is as real as any other fetish. Kind of puts a whole new twist on term friendly ghosts, huh? Okay, number 18, T is for tentacles. You can't have sex with an actual octopus, right? Okay, some people might think they can. Or octopus-like monsters. Octopuses are animals and therefore cannot give consent. (laughs) But octopuses are like monsters totally and they exist in tentacle porn which you can absolutely watch and get off on it's hot not only because it's so foreign and forbidden but according to some experts, because it fulfills some pretty classic other fantasy tropes like bondage and multiple penetration it's bound to make someone climax like no others, so I've heard. And if your ideal penis is actually a giant blue tentacle, the sex toy manufacturer, uh, facturer, uh, Bad Dragon, just may help you fulfill your monster fantasies. U is for your you Europhilia. Sorry, <laughs> number nineteen is Europhilia. Urophilia is a fancy name for water sports, golden showers, or the more direct name pee play. Now, that is people who find urination sexually arousing. There are lots of things you can do with urine. Though the most common way to enjoy pee is to give or receive golden showers, remember that the Sex in the City episode, a golden shower is while well, letting someone shower you or vice versa with your pee depending on how well hydrated you are it's often golden colored in in nature i'll stop (laughs) you know what pee looks like so i need not go any further on this topic or fetish for voyeurism. A voyeur is someone who derives sexual pleasure from watching others get it on. When we speak about voyeurism from a kink perspective, we're talking about consensual voyeurism. Exhibitionists enjoy being watched and voyeurs enjoy watching and such exchanges are not uncommon. At sex parties or kink events, Things become more confusing in everyday life, of course, because peeping toms are decidedly not okay. It's really hard to apply consent here because we do, we do this all the time when we watch someone we're attracted to. Number 20, W for whip. Whips are tools used for impact play. You often hear bdsm practitioners refer to sensations as either stingy or thuddy the late the latter describing a toy like paddle whip is used as an umbrella term for all impact play tools though it technically refers to an item with a thinner body that produces more of a stingy sensation the most advanced whip on the market is the single tail, which looks like a snake and can create a cracking noise when used correctly. Single tail tails break the skin and can wrap around the entire body. Number 20. Uh, or number twenty-one. We're gonna go with twenty. <laughs> number twenty, uh, wax play. Now, wax play is, and um, C for candlelight for wax, W for wax play, or you could say X. Um, wax play consists of candlelight and fantastic mood lighting, but you can also use the melted wax for painfully good sexual pleasure. There are candles that exist to burn at a temperature perfect for bodies, so you don't have to worry about accidental ouchies. Massage candles also exist, such as Jimmy Jane Afterglow. These come in delightful scents, such as bourbon or dark vanilla. As the candle burns, the wax turns into massage oil. Hmm, something sounds like something that I definitely need need to purchase. 21. Why is for yoni? The yoni egg. A yoni egg is an egg-shaped device worn inside of the vagina, typically as part of pelvic floor exercises. There's also a spiritual element involved for many yoni egg users, particularly since they involve crystals. There's some debate over whether there are health risks associated with a yoni egg is inserted inside the vagina as the pelvic floor muscles tighten. They're gripped to hold the egg in place. Strong pelvic floor muscles can make sex feel better and orgasms more powerful. 22. Zappers. A zapper is a cute nickname for an electric wand that is used as a, a, a part of electro stimulation typically look at look at a magic wand that Harry Potter would use except they use to send shocks to the body (laughs) zappers are frequently used as part of DS play in which the dominant shocks the subs though it sounds scary zappers feel like a little sting but it is still 100% okay if they're on your hard no limit list of pure adult kinky fun because that's just how your girl likes it. so going over these particular fetishes how do you feel do you feel that these fetishes have enlightened your sexual uh uh, curiosity of trying something within the imagination of the uh, bdsm or the sadi sadism, or anything else. I feel, for um, from a psychological standpoint, sometimes going into these fetishes, they do have fundamental effects. <clears throat> From prior experiences. Now, this is not proven one hundred percent, but I can relate as um, a person that has suffered from sexual abuse. Me suffering from sexual abuse has made me um, engage in the uh, the world of uh, fetishes because it has made me into a sexual monster. Now I have received medical help in the art of um, in psycholog- uh, psychology. And of course I know that these things do happen uh, to people that are taken advantage of, but um, sometimes those actions do, uh, they do um, have something to do with some people's fetishes and obsessions, and from a psychological standpoint, a traumatic experience could make one suffer from the experience, but finding comfort in uh, inflicted pain or punishment will help one to derive in. Uh, conquer their fear of being uh manipulated or uh taken advantage of um from a young age as we as i spoke before that uh, fetishes is a practice of a uh of discipline and it is a practice of um of love uh with with one's uh sexual desires so in in essence it does, um, affect the person that is performing the sexual, um, practice or receiving it because sometimes these things are a safe haven for the, uh, from the things that we've been through and suffered from. And when inflicted with these desires, it gives us a form of, uh, seduction drunkness, uh, seduction, uh, Uh, drug relief because it is soothing to the soul. I have no idea why it is soothing, but perhaps because it is um, something that is enjoyed and something that does not have control over your life or what you choose to be and what you choose to follow as people we should follow what we want and regardless of what we want to do and what we want to be sexually should not affect us in our caliber as human beings there are people that laugh at other people and they'll say oh that person's so fucking crazy they like that freaky weird shit but you know what That same person that is talking that shit is the same person that is turning on their TV and electrocuting themselves behind closed doors. So don't ever believe that you are crazy, you are beautiful, and you are awesome. And the more that you get into these sexual desires, the more that you will have a fulfillment of happiness in your life. The more you choose to be who you choose to be, the more you will rock out and live a fruitful life. And die a happy one. I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today, and um, I also want to to give a message that fetishes and people that are into fetishes which are fetish fetishists. um they are all beautiful people including my freaky ass self i am a fetishist and um i don't know what i would do without it in my fucking life as a matter of fact i have a fetish the more people that watch my show, the more I get so horny and so hot. And the more people and viewers that I have, the more I get so aroused. So this is a new fetish. What am I going to call it? We're going to call it the listener fetish. And, um, you know, I just hope that you engage with me. And I hope that you drop voice messages. Let me encourage you to drop positive voice messages. Or if you have questions in regards to your sex life or getting into new sex things. Or if you have an idea for my topic, for my show, please drop a voice message. I would greatly appreciate it. It does help me to expand my uh, freaky, exotic an erotic sex talk with them viewers and I'm pretty sure that it would get other people involved with um that aren't so much out of the closet with their uh, being in touch with their sexual um their sexual plays okay so you know thanks for joining us this week and um please tune in next week For another show, another segment on something erotic and freaky. Because always remember, baby, my erotic sex talk is the best talk because that's just the way your girl likes it. All right, beautifuls, have a wonderful evening. Bye. hi this is your lovely host brazil x reina and tune in for another fun enjoyment of adult sex talk next week the topic consists of secret societies cults and secret sex groups are there unique sex practices that are practices amongst the elite, the wealthy and these secretive groups tune in and join me next week